Good morning from day two of the day at Le Mans at the Place de République, the second and final day of the Passage, the scrutineering here. Before we get into all of that, though, with thanks to Cooper Tyres and with thanks to our friends at the Justice Brothers, and in particular, our thanks to Ginetta, who are joining us as an aiming sponsor for uh, the day at Le Mans for the remainder of this week, and they've got some exciting news uh, later on in the week, uh, this Le Mans 24 Hours Week. It is no fewer than 40 of the 62 cars will be making their way through the documentation and the administrative uh, checks today. So it is going to be back-to-back stuff on what is not the brightest of morning or the mornings, although a bit of sunshine just picking its, head, uh, picking its way through the clouds as I speak. And as Bruno van der Stick starts to fire up the stage for the public that are just beginning to assemble on what is a public holiday here in France, we'll be with you throughout the day here with interviews with some of the significant participants either in the car or by the car uh, for the Le Mans 24 Hours 2019, the 87th running of the great race. I'm Graham Goodwin. I'll be joined by Stephen Kilby from dailysportscar.com. We'll talk to you throughout the day. I've got Bill Riley with me here uh, now. He's helping run the magnificent-looking Keating Motorsports wins back for GT and GTM. Bill, you've got to be looking forward to this one. My goodness. Oh, for sure. I mean, the car is gorgeous. You know, we have with uh, working with Ben Keating and Jerome and Felipe, you know, as we do in the U.S. is great. And uh, working with the Ganassi team is a real pleasure. They've, been, they've helped us a lot, a lot to get, get up to speed. And then, uh, obviously, now it's up to us to deliver. How much work has had to go in behind the scenes? Can you quantify it just to get this off the ground? This is the first, obviously, customer run Ford yeah. that we've seen. Well, the way that uh, the deal was structured with uh, Keating Motorsports and Ganassi is the car came to us pretty much turnkey. So we're just really doing all the maintenance on it right now and, and just, you know, just doing the setup, doing setup work on it, you know, like a normal team would. But they delivered us a, a running car ready to go. And how did the test day go for you guys? Obviously, it's not about pace at this point, but just no. making sure that Felipe and, and Ben get acclimatized to both the, yeah. uh, the car around the circuit. Yeah, that's exactly what we did. Is we just made sure everybody, Felipe had to get his minimum laps in. So we got that done, got that checked off the list. Uh, ben and Jerome got comfortable in the car. So it was really a true, uh, one of my more true test days where we just kind of ticking the boxes that we wanted to get done. Obviously, we wanted to be more towards the pointy end of the grid, but it didn't happen. We didn't do, uh, we didn't get a chance to really go after a mock run, but, you know, the, the pace of the car was strong, we felt, so, you know, we should be okay. Do you enjoy engineering this car? I mean, it's, it still feels like a new car to me, but obviously it's coming to the end of its life as a factory car. It's still mighty impressive, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, Tyler Hook is a chassis engineer for, for Keating Motorsports and is also, you know, he works full-time for us back in the States on the uh, other programs we run. So he's really doing the chassis engineering, but the car is impressive. It's a beautiful car, uh, you know, beautifully made. It's, it's, really, it's really a nice vehicle. What do you think about the competition in um, this year? This is arguably the best it's ever been, and it feels yeah. like we say that every single year, but we've got a bit more variety than normal with you guys coming along. But up and down the order, there's some incredibly strong teams in there. Yeah, I do, uh, for sure. I mean, uh, we'll see how the cards stack up because there's so many different things to go on that, but I'm really, really excited about our driver lineup versus some of the others. We have a real strong lineup with Fraga and Keating. Uh, we should be real strong. When I spoke to Ben when he first sort of announced this program, he hadn't really had much time in the car. 
um, but he was incredibly excited about getting the chance to campaign this here because there's a lot of history behind the Ford GT right. um, and he loves his racing he's an incredibly yeah. passionate guy is he enjoying this as much as I think he thought he would I think he is I think he is for sure uh, uh, you know it's, uh, he's enjoying uh, the relationship with Ganassi and with Ford and uh, obviously the relationship that continues on with wins <laughs> And, you know, the team is surrounded with all the normal people that run his cars in the U.S., so it's a lot of familiar faces for him, So, but, he, but he, I think he's enjoying it quite a bit. Which is going to be the key to strategy here this year? We've seen the slight differences in, in the way they're going to handle things like full-cost yellows, safety yeah. cars, and, and that sort of stuff. How much, how, how much difference, difference is there going to be in the racing that we're going to see? Well, it's going to be flat out as normal here at Le Mans. You know, I, I kind of say like Daytona's about power and Sebring's about the car and Le Mans's about being perfect. So you have to be perfect with everything, and uh, that's really the key. And weather-wise, what do you think? The forecast doesn't look great, but it looks like the, the race is going to be dry. And is, yeah. is that what you'd, you'd want at this I, point? I think so with a new car, with us being a hair unfamiliar with it, a dry race would be better for us. But uh, we're not really sure on how well the uh, car will will perform in the wet i'm sure it's i'm sure it's very good but compared to our others so i mean a dry race for us would be fine perfect have okay. a great week Bill. Right, thank you stoffel van dorn welcome to the Le Mans 24 hours um is this a race you've thought about much in your career so far um well you know it's always been a race which i've been i've been following a lot um every year because it's one of the one of the big ones in in motorsport and uh, um yeah, I, I wasn't necessarily expecting to be to be here already this early in, in my career, but you know the opportunity came, and it came, you know, with in, in very good conditions with the um, LMP1 team, SMP racing. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to 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 have my first experience uh, here this weekend. Major debut, of course, on ground at Spa impressed greatly there. And you looked like you enjoyed that, despite perhaps the conditions that were dealt out. An extraordinary race. Yeah, it was a, a you know a great achievement. I think for my first experience with the car, I you know, had never driven the car before, so there's always a little bit of a question mark. Um, you know how it is how it is going to be. I've usually been been you know pretty good with adapting to new cars and and conditions and stuff. And yeah, it went it went very well. I felt comfortable straight away. Um, you know, we had a good a good race um, really you know kind of every condition possible so uh, um, I think it was a very good preparation before uh, before this weekend you've had a chance to see this extraordinary circuit you are now officially the fastest man ever in <laughs> WC history here at 350 kilometers an hour plus tell us a little about that first experience of the circuit for the um, yeah, it was it was a very good one. Um, you know, I've done a lot of homework before coming here in terms of looking, looking videos, uh, you know, getting information from the team, from my teammates, everyone, and uh, um, yeah, I felt uh, I felt comfortable straight away, which was uh, which was positive, and and that's something you need, you know, going to a new track, um, especially one you're going to be racing on for 24 hours. So it was it was important to get that initial good feeling i had that straight away but there's still a lot of tricks i have to i have to discover i mean the track will evolve massively during the week uh, conditions look like they might be very tricky this week as well so it's going to be you know going with the flow adapting to to all the conditions and uh, and really no, not making mistakes that's going to be a challenge two final questions first one is about qualifying there's already been some of the uh, the guys from toto said they think perhaps one of the non-hybrids might be able to get in amongst the action for front row even from what you've seen so far from what you're being told from within the team how much in hand have you guys uh, well, I think everyone probably still has a bit in hand after after the test day. You know, I think uh, 
um, you know things will change over the over the week uh, but then again it's about managing traffic managing you know the tires there are so many qualifying sessions we need to you know we need to be there at the right time and that's what's going to count in the end so uh, with the conditions like they like they look it might be interesting we'll 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 see you know we we just got to stay focused and and maximize all the opportunities and the final question of course is about the great race itself saturday into sunday something you've never experienced before what's your mindset going into that challenge I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. I mean, it's going to be a long race. It's my, you know, my first experience over such a long distance, so it'll be challenging. That's uh, that's for sure. But uh, I'm I'm up for the challenge. I think uh, you know I've prepared well for this event, and I you know I know what I can do. Um, and yeah, now uh, the only thing that's left is uh, go for it. Getting on towards lunchtime, and well, well, the GTE Pro car is about to go through, and it's the the only single car team. And standing in front of me now, it is shades. I don't know why, because it's absolutely horrible out there. Pippa Durrani, welcome back to Le Mans. How many times now here for you? This will be my fifth. So okay. yeah, really looking forward. Always a pleasure at Le Mans. Now, two things to say about uh, this Rizzi Competizione, a team with fantastic history here, but also fantastic looking art car livery on that. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's the first time I. I have an art car, if you can put it that way. Last year, my Ferrari was a little bit different, which was great, but I think a, a real art car is the first time. So, yeah, um, I'm really happy to be with Rizzi, uh, continue my job that I started with Ferrari last year. Uh, a lot of trust from them in, in sending me over here since uh, the third car is not back from last year. And uh, it couldn't be any happier because I think it's a car that has shown a lot of success not only here but in America and and um, the car is very well prepared prepared and you know it's just one of those deals that um, I had a smile once I signed and um, I'm really looking forward for this week. You're getting a bit of a name in the world of sports car racing for a man who can drive anything quickly, competitively, and be right there at the front of the back. LMP2, the old style, the new style, DPI and GTE as well. Which do you enjoy the most? Well, I'm, you know, I, I think it's fair to say that I'm really enjoying DPI. I think it's a, it's, it's a fantastic series, it's a fantastic format, and um, it's just growing more and more, and I mean, I'm leading the championship. How not to enjoy that? But, uh, you know, for me as a driver, I, I really enjoy jumping from one car to another because it just makes me better every time. And it's always hard, for example, when I come to Le Mans and, and I jump straight away into a GT after 12 months without driving one. It's, it's never easy, but, you know, you just have to adapt so quickly and, uh, and make the switch on your mind that you're driving now a different car. But I think that just makes me stronger. Every time I come back to my normal car, to my DPI, I'll be that tiny, tiny bit quicker, I think. And and it's fantastic. It's um, it's another great opportunity. Like I said, um, Le Mans is always very special. Uh, I still need to tick that box and uh, to be to come back here every year. It's like I said, it's great. I don't want to come back here just to be here. I want to come back here with a chance. And I think this. This year, even though we are a single-car team, I think we have a good chance, so we'll, we'll work hard for it. It's a very different-looking driver squad. We've got Oli, Oli Jarvis standing behind you there. He's very much up to the fight. We had a long chat with Oli at the test day. What do you think you can bring to this fight? There is no weak links in that sort of 17-car field. No weak links at all. Yeah, I think, you know, it's... If you put it this way, I don't expect any single car team to come to DPI and beat me. So I know that uh, 
I know that those teams that do this full time, they're not expecting us to beat them. But what I can say is that even if, and I don't think that's going to happen, but even if we are not as quick as the other cars who, who, who are doing this race after race, we will definitely put a good, a good show and we will be there at the end. So uh, our, our position right now is no mistakes, drive quickly and... Um, you don't have to be this extremely quick, but be there at the end. And I think with that mentality, we'll we'll definitely have a good race. Obviously, we want to be. We are trying to have our benchmark as the factory Ferraris, who have been racing WEC for the past years, and um, we we weren't that far off at the test, considering that it's the first time the three of us drive the car. So I think there's more to come during this race week. Final question is, how did this all come together? It is an unusual-looking squad. It's a Rizzi Competizione, massive history in the States, but with uh, French influence as well here, that's brought Jules uh, Bunon to the effort. How did this uh, this team of three drivers get drawn together to this? Well, I've, to be fair to you, I really don't know. I think I was probably the first one to be to be signed since, since I have some some relationship from with Ferrari that uh, has been a big influence in me joining the team and and I knew there were some discussions uh, of who were going to join and Jules, Jules Gounod makes a, a big sense because of obviously being French but he's also been driving very very well in blank, in blank paint with Bentley so and Jarvis you know it's, it's a fantastic he's uh, not bad, you know yeah, I think he's not bad. Yeah. He's just he's just Brit, but he's she, not she, bad. Few few grey hairs now, but not bad. Uh, that's the sign of experience. I think so. I hope when I get to that point, people yeah. will look at me and say, "This guy is at least two decades to come." Yes. Back. So, <laughs> no, but you know, fantastic opportunity to. I've never raced with Oli, just against him, and he's never been an easy opponent. So to have him on my side, it's uh, it's great. With Jules, um, he's been doing well, like I said, and I think it's. Um, and he's a proper GT driver, so you know that always helps a little bit. Having a guy who who's been doing just this, uh, I think he can be a, a plus for our team. So really happy, like I said, to be back with Ferrari, continuing a job that I started last year, um, and hopefully I can represent this brand again um, to the best of my abilities and uh, and have a good, a good and strong result. People enjoy the day. The fans are here to see you guys, the drivers, these fantastic cars. I know that's something you always get a buzz out of. Well, first target for the day is the man with the most experience of this great race here this year, Olivia Bretta. 23rd consecutive race start, 24th appearance. I think there was a non-qualification right at the beginning, yes. otherwise it would be the, the mythical 24. Um, how does this race shape up now compared to when you started here just over two decades ago? The track has been um, changing a lot in a good way. ICO did a good job on the safety-wise. Uh, the evolution of the car has been grew up quite a lot. The only thing that doesn't, I don't like at all is the balance of performance. And I think everyone knows. Uh, no one talks about because it's not a good way to say things. But at one point of my career, I'm going to say it. It's totally unacceptable. Uh, I have been raised up with uh, the way that the best car, the best driver, the best team, the best mechanic, the best strategy should win, should win. 
And today, as a result, uh, sometimes is uh, not the best team, is not the best car, is not the best engine. It's just a question of balance of performance. And I think this is a shame for the motorsport. I understand that everyone has to race each to each other. This there is no question. But uh, it's too easy for uh, not a good car to be a good car just for the balance of performance. I think the, the constructor who wants to enter competition has to face how it's difficult to be competitive and not just go and talk and have, uh, have uh, the BOP for you and 10 kilometers on the main straight and it's just because you do a lot of marketing that you are uh, looking good. No. You have the fast car, you are in the first place. You have a slow car, you are in the second place. And that's it. Looking back again over 20 plus years now, what are the big memories? What are the really happy memories for you here with what with factory teams galore where you've been part of here at uh, the Le Mans 24 Hours? Well, a couple of really of the, of the better memories for you. It's a difficult question to answer because uh, all my pro time was with a factory car and very good driver, good teammate, good mechanics, good car, lucky to have won six times and... Uh, Come on, you're not lucky to win six times, that's an offer. <laughs> uh, you need to have a little luck, because sometimes we were second and the, the race gave us the first place. Sometimes I was first and I lose it four times. So luck is part of the game. Of course, you have to do your job, you have to have a good time, a good car, good team, good mechanics. But it's difficult to pick up one. Uh, we won three times in a row. To four to five to six uh, I did podium with all the manufacturers that I race uh, only second place with Ferrari but I could not take one particular race that I should say I should say this is the one all my 20 years all my podium has been great two more quick questions one is about you have been a proud standard bearer for Monaco throughout your time here I think it's a record year for the number of Monaguest drivers we have five with yourself and Stefan and the three guys in the Porsche that's quite something yeah like I said I never race for record but it's good to know that I have been there since 95 I am still enjoying and it's good for the Monaco town that we are a little country but we are quite active in motorsport in Formula 1 now with Charles and a few other racer driver who came in Le Mans so we are small but we are quite uh, there we're here at the 24 hours of Le Mans it's 23 Le Mans 24 hours in a row which is quite something uh, last year we saw Manu Collard just fall at the final fence he didn't get his 24th consecutive race have you got plans to be back in place for next year yes I will be there next year and I think maybe Manu too so I know Manu since a long time we raced together in the Corvette we were leading the race until the Peugeot getting out of the hit us and getting uh, out of the race he's a good guy and uh, we are all together today but we are nearly same on the starting grid and is that going to be with our friend at uh, MR Racing? Are we going to see a return to the WEC from that same squad or is there another reshuffle? No, I, I don't know if he'll return. I just wish he will be there. But me, I will definitely be there with MR Racing. 
Olivia Bretta, enjoy that 23rd Le Mans and we hope you're back for number 24 next year. Stefan Sarazan back at Le Mans for how many times now? Uh, 18. Every driver knows immediately how many times they've been here, so it's an extraordinary thing. Yeah, because uh, we have time to think about it. And uh, <laughs> my teammate uh, asked me uh, last week how many times you did it, so easy to, to remember. There's a gap in your CV. It's been a fantastic racing CV. Formula One will, will rally this race time and time again, but as yet, no overall win. And okay, the odds look like they're maybe not going to be with you, or are they? Yeah, I, uh, unfortunately, I did uh, many times Le Mans with an um, incredible car, uh, with uh, Peugeot, Peugeot time. I was leading, uh, I don't know how many, many times, but uh, engine broke, uh, mistakes, uh, gearbox issue. Uh, I finished four times second. Toyota, six times, uh, I was leading uh, two or three times and uh, easy race to win. I mean, the, the race was down. We had, um, Kobayashi uh, clutch and crashes second year so yeah I could have won but many drivers could have won Le Mans so it's a part of the game and uh, I did a lot of podium and uh, I, I took a lot of pleasure to, to drive here and I'm still in a very good car this year I guess that's the question you more than any other man here knows that this race decides who wins this is, the, this is what decides who wins a privateer can't be counted out here can they? Hey, exactly. Le Mans decides, we say all the time, so it's 24 hours, everything can happen. Even if we are not the fastest, some years Audi won and they were far behind uh, us with Peugeot. Uh, Porsche, same case with Toyota. And uh, Okay, Toyota should uh, win easily because they have so big experience and uh, so many tests. With uh, SMP, we don't do any test of uh, 24 hours. It's, uh, it's too expensive and uh, we just race. So we test a bit, but just a bit. And um, we have a good car, very fast. So me, I'm uh, concentrated on my driving with my teammates. We need to make a clean race and uh, we'll see uh, what's happened. But uh, three years ago, it was uh, LMP2 was almost winning the, the race. So we never know. Yeah. Let's talk just briefly about qualifying. There's clearly massive speed in your car. We've seen some of the testing times. We've seen some of the speed. Stoffel, 350 kilometers an hour uh, cleared there. What could happen is it possible that you could get amongst the totas for a qualifying lap no i don't think so totas they are very strong on quality for one lap with a quality boost and uh, and it's very good cars they have so if we are two or three seconds behind it would be uh, it would be good final question for me is about the evolution of this team and this car and this program it's uh, been an 18 month season it's the end of a very long season here at le mans but things seem to be coming along strongly towards the end of this year yeah, very strong uh, team. Uh, they have a very good experience of uh, single-seater and the DTM. And uh, last year we started here at Le Mans. It was quite difficult with uh, all the Le Mans uh, specification, I will say. Now uh, they are used to it. They did a big step immediately uh, last year and uh, they are very strong, very quick to react. They know the car very well and uh, now I'm, uh, I'm impressed by the team. We talked just a moment ago about some of the fantastic factory cars you've driven. The reality is the lap times that these cars, the non-hybrid cars are putting in now, are quicker than those factory cars. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, we, uh, last week we did a 322. It's already very, very quick. Uh, this week we'll go quicker if it's dry. Uh, yeah, it's impressive. The car is incredible. When I'm driving, I'm thinking, wow, it's, uh, it's so fast and so so good to drive these cars. I'm, I'm lucky. I'm very lucky because I'm, uh, I enjoy a lot and uh, 
it's a it's really a proper race car fantastic thank you very much for your time Stefan Sarazan good luck <laughs> with the Dragon Speed boys um, and arrived in spectacular new overalls in a car with well I'd say a new colour scheme it's a very old colour scheme golf colours was a surprise for most here this morning we're going to ask Henrik Edman how that one happened in just a moment Henrik's looking at me he has no idea but uh, Ben Hanley Renger van der Zander and indeed Henrik Edman it's been some year for the team um, this will be the last race in LMP1 for Dragon Speed, certainly for the time being. Quite sad to see you guys go. Yeah, um, yeah, we're sad to see it end, but it's obviously with the golf course, it's pretty iconic to, to end on this note. So it's really, really cool, cool livery, cool brand to have on the car. So it's, it's going to be an amazing experience. Henrik, I'll ask the question. You're, you're hopefully going to tell me you know the answer. Just how late did this all come together? Clearly not late enough that you couldn't get fully branded overalls and, uh, and a fully branded car. No, I, I think the talks start back uh, actually at the Indy car, Indy 500. Uh, but then from there, I don't know what happened. They just asked me if it was a, if, if I liked the idea, and I said yes. And then, and uh, now we're here. You've seen the car. I've actually not yet seen the car because I've been stuck in here talking to famous racing drivers. But uh, tell me, when you saw the car first completed, what did you reckon? I mean, it's obviously I love the, the ten star with the stripes and everything. But this is this is special, and especially here at Le Mans, it looks really, really good. There's going to be a lot of photos been taken on that car just because the look of it, and hopefully. Because we're quick too, but you know. Well, I should expect that too. Renga, well, here we are, back again at Le Mans. The ever smiling Renga van der Sander. Tell us what you expect from this great race. I mean, we're, we're enjoying the moment right now. It's, um, it's a cool event, it's a nice uh, atmosphere, I think, with the whole golf livery. If, if I look back at those Le Mans movies, there was always this car on, uh, on TV, so I think we're going to have a lot of airtime. Um, but apart from that, I think the racing is still the important part. Um, our goal should be to finish this race, and uh, who knows what happens. I think if the others run in trouble, we might have a shot at being in the top three or whatever on the podium. So that, that would be fantastic, but um, I think we all need to keep dreaming and, uh, and, and see if dreams uh, come true at the end. But uh, it's, it's going to be a tough one, that's for sure. Well, we've been taking a bit of a vote in the media here. We think you're looking a bit like the young Jackie X. He's look a little bit like uh, like Derek Bell and obviously Steve McQueen is Henry <laughs> Obviously. But, uh, <laughs> nice one. I like that. I think you guys are going to have some fun with this. Yeah, well, it's, it's a legend's team already. <laughs> well, LMP1 is clearly the glamour category. This is what the fans come to see here for the most part at the Le Mans 24 Hours. And this, this look has vaulted this to be an immediate fan favourite, Ben. Yep. We thought it would be because it's so cool. Everyone, everyone recognises it. Everyone, everyone knows it's iconic. So, like Ringer said, we just we've got to focus on on getting to the end of the race. So we've had we've had some a lot of electrical problems with the car in the past, but hopefully we can we can put them behind us and, and have a solid run. If anybody's to be thanked for this effort, it's you, Henrik Edman. It's, it's obviously your drive, your passion that's brought, brought this together. It's the end of this adventure. Obviously, IndyCar adventures to come, and we'll be seeing you continuing what's been already a winning uh, season in the, uh, the ELMS. It's a quick thank you for doing that, for starters, for everybody who loves sports car racing. And one thing to reflect on, your team has already won races in LMP2 in three different championships this year. It's a pretty unique achievement in IMSA in the LMS and in the WEC 
What next? I don't know. I don't know. Um, of course, it's full concentration on the LMS season this year. Uh, we didn't have the best race in Monza, but we'll come back stronger. And because uh, I think there we can be contenders towards the end. So that, that's the main goal this season, apart from Le Mans 24, of course. Next year, I'm looking to uh, <laughs> hopefully continue with the ELMS, depending on the result this year, and uh, uh, hopefully do some single races in WEC. I, there are some very interesting uh, tracks that I would like to do, and of course, I'd like to go back here to Le Mans, but... Let's see if we get an invite first, uh, and then it's full focus on the on the IndyCar program for sure. Uh, there might be some uh, surprises coming, but uh, that's where my main focus is. But I need to find someone that's got more money than me to help out. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds to me like that's Dragon Speed to Dakar rally confirmed, guys. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. No, but it's but it's. Uh, I see a lot of friends from Corsi Cliente that are here now doing Le Mans as gentleman drivers and and I would like to just like it, it's good for the sports that we we do have the passion and interest and, and then we are here because not everybody can be Toyota, Porsche, Ferrari, Aston Martin, Ford so someone has to step in and, 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 and put down the time and, and the money to, to make it happen and some of the organizers should should think about that a well, little bit more I think that was the final question I was going to ask and on that theme is for guys like you that, that come and bring your passion for that matter the finance the commercial punch that allow us to get these fantastic programs is enough being done to encourage a new generation of passionate gentleman drivers into the sport I think in it depends what series you go to. And I know the series, they have a big problem. For instance, WEC, because you have the pro teams and then you have the AM teams. And it's hard to, because you got to treat them a little bit different. I understand that. And that's tough. But in ELMS, it works really well. I, 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 I can't say, I mean, I really enjoy ELMS. Uh, but then IndyCar, of course, is a, it's a different story. And and it's USA, so and there's a reason why I live in the US. So. <laughs> we'll leave it at that for now. Enjoy this week, gentlemen. Enjoy it in the paddock. Enjoy it with the fan interaction, as you're going to get an awful lot of that. And most of all, enjoy the race. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Coming to the end of the second day of two days of scrutineering here in the Place de Republique in the centre of Le Mans. And uh, amongst the last teams through, in fact, the last major team through, is going to be the Chip Ganassi Fords from both UK and the US contingents, the four Ford GTs, plus the private entry from Keaty Motorsports, all in these fabulous heritage liveries. The last word from today at Le Mans will go to Multimatics' Larry Holt. Larry, it's been a short, it seems to us, but pretty illustrious uh, career for the Ford GT. Yeah, well, I mean, it was four years the first time around, um, and the original the original arrangement, the original deal with Ford was that it was going to be two years, and to give them their due, they extended that to four years, um, which at the time when it went to four years, I thought that's a that's a pretty long commitment, and and although now, you know, in the last uh, you know the last time here, it seems like yesterday we were here, and it seems like the day before yesterday we were here in 2016, so. 
time flies, especially when you get old like me. Time starts really telescoping, you know. So, uh, so I have a vague recollection of 2016, but yeah, it seems not that long ago. But that's yeah, it was four years the first time, and it's four years the second time. Some synchronicity there. We, we've got uh, Ben Keating with now what you can say his car, uh, and the first time we've seen a Ford GT in GTM. Beyond that car, what can you tell us? Is this the end? Is there more prospect of anything happening with these fantastic cars with other customers here or elsewhere? I think there's there's a lot of potential for customer uh, programs, both in not just AM like Ben's doing, but um, potentially Pro as well, because uh, we've had we've had a ton of uh, a ton of interest in the cars and and in wanting to potentially run them as as privately run. Uh, like I said, either pro or am cars. So I would say it's it's not over for sure. I mean, um, you know, Ben Ben said this is a one-off to do this, but he changes his mind quite a bit as well. So, um, and he has in the past. I mean, Bill and I, Bill Riley and I, go back a long time. I think it's great to have Bill here running a car with us, and so that's there's some synchronicity to that whole thing too. So. Um, I would say, you know, it's, there's a better chance that it'll continue from, the car will continue. I mean, Ford's made their statement that, you know, that was the deal was four years. But um, actually, if you really go back to the 60s, it was two years factory and two years semi-privateer deal with JW Automotive with the golf cars. So I, I could see that happening. I'll ask the question because there's a few machinations and movements in the background in a different class in, in WC beyond the point where everybody had been told the drawbridge had come up for next season. Is there any chance of anything for a season long in the WEC for 2019-2020? Well, I, I've been, yes, I've been working really hard actually with a, with a customer, a guy I've done business with for years and years. And, and in fact, I've, I've been asking the ACO because the deadline came up and, and, and those you know those customer that customer and actually there's a few guys looking at the the bigger class with the potential of say filling in with gt um but as you know that all has been going that's drawn on so long and and the uncertainty of it has has put some people off so the the sort of the timing of the wec entry and finishing the rules for the future They've been too close together. It hasn't given anybody any time to look at, okay, maybe now I'm interested in that. I'll do something next year. But now it's being like, wait, 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 wait. Deadline's over. Can't do something next year. So I think, yeah, I think, I think the timing of the deadline and the, you know, whatever's going to happen in, in the future with the rules, those things haven't aligned very well. And that's hurt the prospects of us seeing the cars back. Yeah, unless you know, unless somebody actually does step up, and we can go and maybe beg on our bended knees to to potentially have an entry. It depends on how much they want it or not. Let's wait and see. I think we've got some interesting times coming on Friday. Beyond that, with Multimatic, we've seen the Mustang program in the UK. How are things going with the GT4? Well, you just caught me. We were at Silverstone on a weekend. Um, I would say from a performance perspective, I was pretty happy with the way it turned out. We finished third. 
in GT4 behind two of the two of the, the gold bronze cars. Um, in that particular, you know, we have this 14 second differential on pit stop time in in uh, in the UK series, and so which is in a one hour race. We had three pit stops yesterday, which put us, you know, that's uh, that's a fair that's a fair bit of time. To, to go down 42 seconds in the pits in a three-hour race, uh, but at the end of the day, we finished the third, 18 seconds behind the behind the uh, uh, behind the leader. So we made a good lot of that up. Uh, we unfortunately got a 30-second pit stop uh, penalty there at the end due to a. Sebby got a bit excited going out of pits there. <laughs> I did some stuff with uh, slowing down and speeding up and that, but uh, really enjoying it. I mean, the series, I got to say, the series is really, really healthy. It's well run. Um, great competition. There's a bit too much rubbing, but I'm, you know, that's okay. Where I come from, that's okay. I had Harrison Newey in the car yesterday. He was a bit freaked out about it. Uh, but I think we're gonna, we've got a lot of customers coming to us now wanting to do that. So I think Mustang's going to take a hold here in Europe in GT4. That's good. Uh, we're obviously heavily involved with the Mazda DPI program and then, you know, with Ford, whatever Ford's doing. So Let's talk a little bit about the future. We've got future regulations, we hope, are going to be confirmed on Friday. You've got a foot in all sorts of camps through Multimatic. Uh, DPI, obviously, with the Mazda program. I'm sure there's other things in the pop border as well. What would you like to see emerging from the current, well, let's call it confusion of future regulations? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, everybody asked me that question, and certainly the ACO guys asked me, and then you know, I got Scott Atherton over at IMSA asking me, and, and my my stock answer, and I'll give it to you, is that I, I can't be partisan. You know, um, I got a I got a company to run, and and you know, I, it's to other people to do the politics of. You know, what does Larry Holt want to see? I want to see something where I got a, a customer's really into it and wants to hire me to do it. That's That would be my answer. I know that sounds a little mercenary, but that's really a way for me to keep all my guys uh, employed. Um, I can't be saying, you know, there's a big push. They wanted maybe DPI to be a, you know, would that work for me? That would work for me. You know, or an LMP or, or some hypercar thing because I got my, my fingers in a lot of that. That would work for me. You know, and if it has to be a GT4 Mustang program on both sides of the Atlanta, that works for me too. Good stuff. So, we've got a race coming up this weekend. Four cars in the hunt in GT Pro for uh, your guys with the teams on both sides of the Atlantic. It's a, it's a competition with a huge amount of depth. You're a massive enthusiast about this one. Just tell me how you're approaching, mentally approaching the weekend and what you're looking forward to. Well, I mean, what, 17, what, as you say, there's 17 highly, there's 17 cars that could win that class. I really do believe there is, and they're all run by outstanding teams. Um, I think we have an advantage because we have two teams basically working as one and both have strengths and well there's not many weaknesses left in either of these organizations but any weakness that's in either of them tends not to be common and then and then we've we've been able to when they get together it's it's a stronger one and one's making two and a half and and i think um but this weekend i'm going to tell you it's about perfection there's no way you're going to going to you know Two minutes in the lane is going to throw you upside down. Two minutes in the garage is going to throw you upside down. We got to be, you know, one run into a slow zone, or one penalty like that. That's going to put you back. Uh, luckily, they've sorting out this. Uh, they're sorting out the, the the safety car thing so that 
because that was a bad deal last year against the Porsche. We went down way at the early, and, and we could hardly get that back, and it was a big fight all the way. I think there's a lot of positives there. There's a lot of positives with the cars, the way the cars have been running. I mean, we've, we've got... I mean, from a durability perspective, as soon as I say this, this is, this is the wrong thing to say, but the durability side of it, you know, people keep saying to me, you know, uh, the paint jobs are fantastic, this livery is awesome. I go, hey, that's just paint, right? That's not speed and that's not durability, you know. Um, but we do have some durability and the speed we're going to find out about, you know, Wednesday, Thursday. You know, nobody was showing their stuff last Sunday, Um you know, we'll find out. Well, I figure ten after ten on Thursday. That's when you're going to find out where everybody's at. Larry, you've got a reputation for a number of things, some of which we can say on public radio, some of which we can't. <laughs> <laughs> but I can ask you one: student at the sports, you have brought these four cars here with some fantastic heritage liveries. If you had to choose one to mount on the wall, at Multimatic, which one would it be? Um, I think it would have to probably be Starsky, the the red and white one. It looks like the Torino from Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> that right there is a Larry Holt moment. Larry, thanks very much. Have a great week. All right, mate. Thanks. Here with Arjun Maini, who's racing with RLR um, in the LMP2 class this year. It's his first time at Le Mans. Give me an impression, Arjun, just what it feels like. You know, We're at the start of the week at Scrutiny, and the fans are out. Fortunately, the sun's not out, but but it's a big event, isn't it? Nah, it's massive. Already, like, when you arrive for the test, you can start to get a feel of how big it is. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing to be here. You don't realize just how big it is until you come and see for yourself. And uh, a lot of passionate fans around. And uh, looking forward to some great racing at the weekend. Before I ask you about the test and about this week, yeah. give, a, give the listeners a little bit of a flavor of what this adaptation's been like to you. Um, for, from F2 going over into LP2 class this year? Well, it's, it's, it's been an eye-opener. I think anybody from single-seaters will probably tell you. And uh, Normally, when you come from single-seaters, you're quite close-minded to other forms of motorsport. But once you, get a, once you get a taste of it, you start to realize that there's a lot more to motorsport than just one form of racing, which is sprint racing and uh, single-seater racing. So it's, it's, it's awesome, I think. I'm, I'm really enjoying uh, my driving in, in prototypes a lot. And uh, in the LMS, and obviously, I'm for sure going to enjoy it here at the Le Mans 24 hours. But uh, yeah, it's just it's just uh, made me a lot more open-minded about motorsport in general. There's a little bit of a change in driver lineup um, for you guys at this race. Obviously, before you've had Bruno Senna in the car when you've been at LMS, and now you've got Norman Nato. See, Bruno's been fantastic for you to get you into the groove, hasn't he? Yeah, he's helped me a lot. Uh, I mean, to coming in from single seasons, you know, there's a lot you have to learn about this type of racing. And uh, Bruno helped me a lot, and uh, especially through the Paul Ricard weekend, helped me throughout, you know, gave me tips and advices, and sort of was my driver coach in a way during the whole weekend, and I'm really grateful for that. Uh, and obviously here we've got Norman in the car, who's proved he is super, super quick. So uh, it's exciting to have him in the team as well. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. How prepared do you feel having raced in the LMS's P2 class heading into this one? Because that's obviously a huge field in, in the LMS and, and a big part of this record 62-car grid here at Le Mans is LMP2 this year. Well, yeah, uh, I, I think I feel quite, quite ready, to be honest, because I think ELMS itself is, was really, really competitive this year. 
and so I think we sort of got a flavor from what we can expect. Obviously, there's a few more top teams from the WEC that are that are here, and uh, to be honest, I'm I'm quite excited to get racing. I think we have a we have a good chance to try and get some uh, a good results here, but obviously, just want to take it step by step. So we'll see how it goes first in the practice and the qualifying, and then we'll take it from there. Tell me a little bit about the test day. What was your first impressions of the circuit? Getting used to driving with uh, with Norman in the team. Yeah, I think to be honest, it, it took me some time to get used to the circuit. You know, usually you, you feel like you can get into it in a session or or two, but it took me at least until uh, lunch time to sort of get a good feel and feel confident enough to to push. Also, I think the circuit wasn't in a great state during the test day. I think the grip was quite low in, in general, so that was quite tricky. And uh, uh, obviously, the main uh, objective of the test was to get John and myself as many laps as possible because uh, Norman's been here before. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, obviously it was great to have Norman back in the car because he shows straight away he gets in the car and he's quick straight away so you can always data you can compare between me and him where we can see where we can improve and so uh, this is normally quite important and yeah that was good did you find at the test that you actually got some time to enjoy the circuit or was it just you know so much other stuff to do that you, that's still to come no i think if you're not enjoying it there's no point being here i enjoy every lap of uh uh, what, what I've done in LMP2 this year whatever circuit but driving in Le Mans was special definitely special How do you find the, the Oracle in a slightly different Oracle configuration here for Le Mans was that easy to get used to? Uh, well we actually had a test in Monza where we tried it for the first time and it wasn't that different so uh, to be honest it's it, yes, it changes the balance around a little bit and you have a bit less grip overall, but it's not massively the thing to get used to. Final question is also about uh, the work that you've got to do here with, with John, because yeah. a big part of, of this effort is making sure that he's as up to speed as possible. Yeah. And you being new here as well, you're going to have to help out anyway. Yeah. Um, how's he done so far and, and what, what's the sort of expectation and target for the race at this point? Uh, well, at Monza he was, in my opinion, the quickest bronze or one of the quickest bronzes. So uh, um, I think, you know, he, he, he needs to get into the groove of LMP2 driving around this circuit. And what I like about how John takes it, it takes his time to get, get into it. But when he gets into it, he can really get going. So I'm, I'm quite confident that he can do a good job. And obviously we, we just, uh, the weather's not looking great at the minute, to be honest. So uh, that, that's the only thing that's putting question mark. But if it remains sort of dry, I'm sure we can get uh, John up and running. And I think it can be quite quick. Well, next up is another of the, and he's going to hate me for this word, veterans of this race, Jörg Bergmeister. But Jörg... <laughs> This is a bit different. 17th or 18th start there. He's got to think. Uh, I, I believe it's a 17th, 17th. start now, yeah. But this one's different. And this one's different because you're in line for a championship win. And that does make this a bit special. I don't know if it's... Uh, you can't really think too much about the championship at this point uh, because it's still, I believe, 39 points to be gained. We're 23 points ahead. Um, so we just have to do our thing and... Uh, then at the end uh, it's Le Mans you still have to finish here uh, which is difficult enough and we will see what we get at the end out of it It's been an extraordinary start for this programme with Project One and Park Place Motorsport and the WEC it's been a season with lots of twists and turns the controversy we've seen from uh, Christian's team with Dempsey Proton and you guys have just shown speed consistency throughout I mean we know the quality of Project One but has it been a surprise how competitive you've been uh, not really. Um, when we when we first started the program, uh, we, we sat down or when we had the first meeting with Patrick and Hans Byrne and the guys, uh, they were saying, yeah, the first year will be a learning experience. I said, no, 
if we do it, we do it right, and we need to be competitive from the beginning on. Um, yes, we had a bit of a learning experience the first two races, I'd say, but from there on, I think we were very competitive. Um, consistently on the podium last race, we were a bit unlucky uh, in Spa with, with yellows and so on, or safety cars and so on. But uh, I think in general our pace is good and hopefully we can have another, another strong result here. There's probably no better man on the planet to ask how this current 911 RSR matches up to some of the well, iconic Porsche GT cars from the, from the past. You've driven them all, you've raced them all, you've had success in them all. <laughs> Tell us a little about the RSR. Yeah, I mean, it's just a great car. You can definitely uh, feel that the car is better in pretty much every area. Um, there's a lot more downforce uh, compared to the, the previous model and just, yes, with a, with a different engine position obviously uh, helps the handling a bit as well. Um, traction is not quite as good as what it used to be, uh, but again, due to the mid-engine, we have more flexibility on the aerodynamic uh, design of the car and that really is a big, big improvement also here, even though we run a lower downforce uh, setup here. But uh, through the Porsche corners, it's, it's a lot of fun. I guess the other part to the package is, this is a Pro-Am formula. You're in GTM, epic field. You're clearly working with Patrick. That's been for, what, how many years now with Patrick? Three years? Um, Patrick, when did we first drive together? 16? 16. 16. 16. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Yes. A little bit from the kind of Pro-Am aspect about how friendly that car is for the, for the less professional driver. I think, um, well, obviously, I'm on the setup, uh, we're always trying to find a good compromise uh, between speed and, and how it's how easy it's to drive. Um, but both Patrick and Nijidu are doing a really, really good job um, on on how they perform and how they handle the car. They both make very little mistakes, and I think that's the key. Final question is, Project One have told us they're back. They've told us they're back with two cars. Are you guys going to be part of that program? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> At the end, I'm, I'm just one of the spacers, right? <laughs> Talk to us a little, you're just a fine, uh, fine lines. We've got a very good grid of GT cars through GT Pro and GTM. Yes. Tell us a little bit about what we expect. It's going to be busy out there. Yes, we'll be very busy. Uh, and I think key will be to stay out of trouble and not make any mistakes. And uh, I already told the guys last year, if we don't make a mistake, we will end up on the podium. Uh, unfortunately, last year it didn't quite work out. <laughs> we try the same approach again this year and uh, see what happens, I guess. Thank you, Sebastian. We're going to see that run carry on and come back with that championship. You're good. Thank nice you so much. Your time. Thanks, man. I'm here with Nicky Team, Aston Martin Racing. Now, we know, Nicky, you're a pretty quiet, reserved guy who never really has anything to say, so I'm not expecting this to be a long interview. But give me an impression of uh, what you think this race is going to be like in pro, because, my goodness, it looks like this is a golden year again. Yeah, again, it's uh, it's for sure the show to watch. Uh, it's better than to watch two Toyota Igos go at it at the front. So uh, for sure, with 17 Pro cars um, right now, looking like the SGO got the BOP right. Last year was a disaster to say it the least, but uh, this year looks uh, looks like everyone has a shot at it. And um, I just hope for a good race and a good show. And Again, last year was uh, catastrophic for for us, uh, with, without saying uh, the least. But um, at least we'll be able to to, to drive for it. That would be nice, and uh, it looks like everyone will have a shot at it. So um, that's good. 
How different is the team's approach this year now that you don't have that feeling of oh, we've got to do Le Mans in only the second race for the new car? You've had pretty much a whole season now of racing under your belt with the new Vanta JMR. How much better does it feel this time around? Yeah, of course, made big improvements uh, here and there. Uh, just uh, last year we 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 had a lot of small things here and there um, that we, we first figured out after the, the race. So. Of course, we, we improved that, and that's just uh, normal with a new car, I guess. And uh, yeah, this year I think we'll, we will have much more, uh, much bigger chance as a team. The whole team just a uh, uh, shot into it. We've been working for months to to go here, and uh, I'll say the last we got two wins out of the last three races in in the week. So uh, I think uh, it shows the, the potential that we we are going to be up there. Sum up the season so far for, for you guys. It's been a bit of a roller coaster, hasn't it? You managed to get a couple of wins under your belt um, for the team, one, one a piece for each car, but it has been very up and down when there's been some lows and, and some highs in the results tally. Yeah, again, coming with a new car, it's, uh, it, it's, it is hard. You, you, you're driving for the World Championship and uh, you, you cannot expect to go up against uh, manufacturers like Ferrari, Porsche and etc and, and did come here and expect to win right away and what what did we do I think we did well, it was the fourth race and we already got a win uh, with the car I don't even know if there's any other brand who who, who done that like Porsche spent almost two years to get a, <laughs> a victory with their car so it just shows the uh, the effort I put into it and, but yeah it is uh, it has been a quite a weird uh, season also on top of that with the super season and knowing that the next season is already going to start in what is it, like one month until until Silverstone starts, uh, or two months, I think. A couple of August, months until the prologue, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, it's uh, you don't really have this winter break; it's just straight on to it again. Um, around here in the Vantage JMR, this is obviously a very different circuit to, to the other ones we go to on the calendar. It's got its own characteristics. What's the sweet spot in terms of conditions that you guys will be hoping for? Is this car at its best when it's cold, when it's hot, when it's dry, when it's wet? What, do you, what, what would you like if you had the choice? Yeah, I don't think it's, it's a secret to say that uh, we, uh, rain would be nice for us. The car works uh, incredibly good in rain. And uh, that's also where we are eagle on the tyre uh, development side because we were a little bit late with everything um, at the start of the super season uh, it was we, we struggled a little bit with uh, with tyre development and nothing towards uh, Michelin at all it's just a regulation that you cannot keep bringing new tyres to the, to the series which is which is good um, but yeah we've been struggling all season to, uh, to keep the long runs up, uh, up and running with our with our tyres but again, as you say, Le Mans is a completely different story. Everyone is driving a different aero kit compared to the normal uh, season. And with all the straights, it's just a, it's a different type of tyre wear also going on a normal road course. You're obviously driving here with Marco, who's your partner in crime full season, but you're welcoming back Darren Turner to the lineup for you in the, the Dane Train 95. What's it like working with him, racing with him? He's... Uh, just been done this for so long he's got so much experience I imagine it's just a seamless transition for him to come and, and step into your car yes yeah, uh, of course it's, it's best to have Darren but to drive like everyone else like uh, Margo and, and me also have a lot of experience here now and uh, it's just uh, building it up and keeping everyone motivated and it's, of course uh, Darren is probably one of the uh, 
the best driver you can have, on a, especially on a GT car, with the experience you have, um, knowing when to to do certain things and staying calm around it. It's um, so yeah, it's we have we've been together for a couple of years now, and that's that's probably how you want. It's like a, it's just like a soccer team. Is you you get you get to play together, you you understand each other, and you know uh, what is the good and the bad thing. Not only internal as a driver, but also as a team. What when to put uh, each driver in and when you need it. I've already seen it in the campsites and around the local areas. The Danes, have, as always, have turned up in force to support you guys. They always do. They get really behind their home nation drivers. How much do you enjoy coming here and soaking that up, the amount of excitement that you give to the, the huge amount of people that come from Denmark to watch this race? It is, it is, uh, it is of course, something special. This is probably the... The biggest race for us as the Danish drivers, as you say, that um, Tom brought brought the whole uh, the whole crowd, the Danish uh, crowd, uh, towards this place, and it's it's uh, it's an honor to see that it stayed here. We were a little bit afraid that it would would go away when Tom retired, but it it just kept coming. And uh, thanks to his brother and all the camps out there, doing a great job to to also sell it. And uh, it is for them as much a, a festival <laughs> than it is the racing. So it's it's just having fun for a whole week I guess I'm here with Tracy Crone who's back this year for a 14th consecutive year with, with Nick Nick Johnson and this time he's in a Dempsey Proton Racing beautifully prepared Crone Green Porsche tell me you still enjoying this as much as you did the first time well, I enjoy it even more uh, you know just just being here this is my favourite race on the planet so just being here is, is really uh, exceptional uh, but, but to be here with Nick uh, all these years is even better. Um, you know, we've, we've had uh, different experiences here. We've had some good years. We've had some bad years. Uh, but, but, I mean, it's always great to be back at this track. This is such a different race from anything else in the world. We're in Porsche for the first time in a long time. What's it like, the, the 911 RSR? How are you finding it? No, it, it's, it surprised me because I've driven a lot of Porsches over my career. And you know, normally you, you come into a corner, you slam the brakes on, you n- intentionally rotate the car, get back on power, and then hope that it holds, right? So it's a little bit of an act of faith to drive that rear engine Porsche. Uh, but this one is, is very different. It, uh, it's a mid-engine car, so you, you expect a, a, a better balance in the car, and it has it. It's very sensitive to, uh, to, to adjustments, so it's, it's very close to where it should be all the time. So you don't waste a lot of time making a bunch of changes to make the car change and, and get better. We've got Patrick along with you, uh, alongside you and Nick this year. Yeah. Um, that's going to be great fun, right? Because he's somebody you really want as part of a team. He knows what he's doing around here, doesn't he? Patrick very well knows what he's doing. Well, Patrick knows what he's doing, period. But, but particularly around here, uh, you know, I've competed against him for so many years. It's, it's a pleasure to... Uh, uh, to, to join up with, with Patrick. He's, he's, uh, he's a very uh, consummate professional, as is Nick, so it's, it's great to have both these guys in the car as well. Did you ever think that you'd be able to get a streak together like 14 straight years with Nick? Has this p- always been part of the plan, or, or is this something that's just happened? No, it, it was never initially a plan. It was like, okay, we're going to go to Lamar. And uh, first year we were leading in a Porsche, by the way. It's the last time I drove a Porsche here. We were leading by six laps at about about 10 hours left and uh, we had a we had a uh, a shunt bad off with, with one of the other drivers and and uh, totaled the car and damn near killed him uh, but uh, uh, but but we did very well with the car 
And, you know, here we flash forward 13 more years, and here we are back in the Porsche. So I expect good results. We had uh, we had a good test while we were here. Uh, the car is, you know, it's just, it's not hard to drive. It's very simple to drive, actually. Uh, it's simple to drive. It's, it's, it's not not simple in, in the way that it performs however what stands out to you from your 13 years of running this race have you got a couple of memories to share of, especially the years that you ended up on class podiums and stuff like that there must yeah. be some that stand out right yeah the, the thing that stands out is that every year that we were on the podium there was there was an element of rain in, in the race so I don't know if that happens this year, but when it rains, I'm always pretty happy about it. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. It, look, it looks like it's going to rain. <laughs> well, whether during the race, who knows? Yeah. Um, but how did the test day go? You feel like you're up to speed now with the car and, and ready to go now? Because it's only a, obviously a couple of days until we actually hit the track for real. Yeah, I feel very comfortable in the car now. We, we had a little bit of problem uh, initially with the, uh, with the seat getting the ergonomics right. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm taller than most of the drivers. This car was not particularly built for taller people in mind uh, but uh, but we overcome that and now I'm very comfortable in the car um, not worrying about ergonomics of the, of the cockpit now I can focus on on making you know making a, a better drive and going faster perfect well I hope you have a fantastic Thanks, week Tracy coming towards the end of day two at scrutineering and Jerome Blakemolin here with the wins backed first ever privately entered for GT Jerome, you've had test day, you've had a little bit of testing with the car. Tell us a little bit about this car, how it compares to the other GT cars, long list of cars you've raced down through the years. Uh, it's a great car. It's really fun to drive, and uh, the support we're getting from Ford Performance and uh, the Ganesi guys is, is amazing. They're really helping us out with setup and, and everything we need to know. So I think uh, we'll be, uh, we'll be uh, straight up to speed with the car. We had a good test first at Sebring, where uh, Ben and Felipe and me did many laps, and it was really good and then we did the test day here without any issues so uh, we're really excited it was uh, going out with the Ford the first time was uh, gave me a pretty special feeling you just feel that it's, uh, it's a special car and then at this track it, it was really cool not like a test day with absolutely no risks just finding out what that car I guess could do and not just regular lapping what was the plan at test day and how are you going to ramp things up towards the race yeah, we didn't want to put too much mileage on the car. We had already some race parts, some suspensions and stuff. So uh, we just did our laps uh, until we all got comfortable. And the car felt good. Um, and I think also, yeah, there will be some rain in, in qualifying. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, I think we want to minimize the running and keep the car nice and clean and hopefully uh, do a couple of good laps so that we can start pretty far up the front because... Uh, the racing is so close now that uh, it does make a difference. Even though it's a 24-hour, I think it makes a big difference to be starting uh, near the front. Little doubt the Fords this year are going to be fan favourites and great colour schemes. I think yours probably top of the pile, though. Those wind colours really pop on the Ford GT. Yeah, it's so nice. We get so much uh, nice response and, and everybody is talking about it, uh, about the car, about the hats we have, about all the giveaways we have. So it's, it's really cool. Now, Ben's always come here and done something a little bit different. This is different again. We wait to find out what his plan might be with that car. I'm not going to ask you, because that wouldn't be right, but do you know? No, I, he honestly doesn't know himself uh, what the plan is yet. Uh, one of the issues is uh, that the car is pretty expensive to run. He would love to, uh, to, to run it in WEC, but uh, the, the budgets are just uh, so high that it's going to be almost impossible to uh, put something together there. 
but uh, yeah, if the chance is there to win, to, to do Lamar again with the car, uh, who knows? We need to get an entry, of course. But uh, yeah, I, I'm sure uh, the car will raise more than just this Lamar. But uh, how much we we really don't know yet. Beyond the IMSA program, beyond this program, you've got a reputation for being in something quick, more or less every week of the year. What else is on the cards for you in 2019? Uh, well, my program got. Uh, cut short a little bit when uh, Tim Peppers uh, had his big crash at Bathurst uh, we were supposed to do around 10 12 races this year and unfortunately uh, yeah, he had to stop and, and recover but uh, luckily he's getting uh, getting better and, and he'll be back next year but uh, because of that my, uh, yeah, I had quite some weekends off uh, but uh, I filled it up with uh, GT Masters in Germany so I'm doing that uh, and then uh, maybe some other 24-hour races um, like Nürburgring and Spa. But uh, at the moment, uh, I'm happy with the IMSA program and this Le Mans program. It's, it's a nice program. Let's talk finally about this GTM class. And for that matter, the, GTO, uh, the GT Pro class, a lot of experience here, a lot of success here you've had down in the past. There does seem to be real quality and depth this year in both GT classes. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a, an unbelievable fight for the win. Uh, there are so many good lineups this year. Uh, good teams, uh, really strong, um, and it's really a sprint race now. Uh, the, the cars should make it, all of them. Uh, it's only bad luck if it breaks down, so usually most cars will make the finish. So it's going to be pushing from the beginning until the end, and uh, it makes it really exciting. But if you have one little hiccup during the race, one minute or two minutes, you, you've lost the race. So uh, we've learned that last year. So we have to be perfect to win it, but uh, we have everything there to do it. So let's hope uh, we can stay out of trouble. If it comes down to a sprint, and it often does, where do you think the biggest, uh, the biggest competition is going to come in that's this field? I think the car that won last year is, is really strong. They have a really strong lineup, but uh, there are two or three other really strong lineups as well. So uh, I think in total uh, there are like seven, eight good M cars that has, have a fair shot, and they will all go flat out. So you have to do, uh, to do everything. You have to go flat out from the beginning. And... Uh, I think we are we are in a good spot with Ben because he's always really quick, one of the quicker uh, bronze drivers in the field. Usually he's the quickest or second or third, but he should uh, help us out already a lot because he can make up time to a lot of uh, other bronze drivers. And I guess one of the cars you'll be keeping an eye on are your IMSA regular competitors at WeatherTech. Yeah, it's fun. We, we know each other well, of course. I've raced with Cooper, I've raced Le Mans with Cooper, and uh, it's, uh, it's fun uh, competing uh, against them, uh, and, and they're really uh, looking strong as well. They have uh, Tony in the lineup, who is, of course, uh, as quick as anyone in the Ferrari, so he's, he's going to fly that thing, and then uh, yeah, also their lineup is, is a good one. They have a, a fast bronze driver in the car, so uh, it's going to be fun to, uh, to fight them again. Well, if you enjoy racing at Le Mans this year, half as much as we're going to enjoy looking at that car, let mind watching it, you're going to have a great time. Jerome Blinkerman, and thanks for your time. Yeah, thank you. James Gallardo, Ferrari uh, drivers going through scrutineering process at the moment. Sun's out, 17-car field in GT Pro, reigning world champion. What's your week going to dole out? I have no idea. <laughs> I, think, I think we're quite positive i think our attitude is slightly better going into this race uh this this year sorry than we were last year because last year we really knew we really in our heart knew we had no chance i think um our approach is different we've been helped slightly by the aco or the fia whoever does the the bop so um yeah we've got a little bit more power a little bit less weight we reckon it's around four four to five tenths uh compared to the porsche anyway so that's going to help um not to say it's enough, we don't know, but for sure we've improved in areas uh, where we needed to improve. Um, 
setup-wise, I think we, we were quite happy in the test. Um, and so we'll see where we are. I mean, you know, you know the way it works. People hide everything. Um, and then, we, you know, not until Sunday or Saturday when the race starts, uh, you, know where, you know where you are within two, three laps. One thing we do know in the GT Pro era is it's going to be a dogfight. At some point, it's going to be a dogfight. At lots of points, it's going to be a dogfight. And the odds are, because that's what we've seen every single year, is a Ferrari, and often your Ferrari, is going to be part of that. I hope so. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's been too long where I've not been fighting for a win in Le Mans. And I'd be nice to just, uh, yeah, be there at the end. And, you know, I'd love to see all the manufacturers behind me, of course, but at least close because it makes it interesting uh, makes it fun and and uh, yeah it'd be, it'd be the perfect situation really just to be in the front reliability has always been an issue with us um, it's something that we are focusing on more this, this time round we've always had suspension damage we've always had uh, front splitter issues so I think our approach as, as drivers as well is to try and look after the car avoid the aggressive curbs and um and yeah, and try and keep the car in one piece. I think you're fine with a lack of straight line speed. It's so difficult to overtake the AM cars, and that's where we have to, you know, lock up, hit curbs just to try and get past. So honestly, that is that is an area where we need to try and just take it easy, take our time, and um, it's not just about pace; it's, it's about strategy as well. So we look at the entry list: 17 cars here, uh, fantastic teams, great factory cars, a fantastic array of international talent in the driving squads. How do you guys look at this when you're coming to this place for this race, the end of what's been the longest World Championship season and any uh, FI World Championship? How do you guys approach this week? It's a long week. Yeah, it's a long week. Obviously, I've got a bit of experience now. Um, I just try and stay relaxed and enjoy it because if you if you let the pressure of it all and the massive environment of it all get to you, then you start to, you start to lose the rag a little bit. So it's just about enjoying it, not taking it too seriously, honestly, um, and just you know doing the job that I that we always do in normal races. I think just with a slightly different approach in terms of it's twenty four hours, not not six, so less risk. You know all the common sense stuff, really. But yeah, I mean. Um, I say that, but you know the, the pre- previous years we've always had issues, so you never know. You never know what's going to happen. That's the thing. You just got to think of it as a step by step, hour by hour race. We talk about this race now being a twenty four hour sprint. Yeah. Is it? And is it one hundred percent? Ninety eight percent? No, it's it's ninety nine percent every lap. You know, it's not like America where everyone bunches up and you've got a chance again. You need, you need to be competitive every lap. You need to pull the gap. And it's not, it's not about just doing well in the last two hours as everyone thinks it is. It's literally step by step, hour by hour, just five seconds at a time, maybe three seconds at a time, just, just edging forwards. I think to lead from the start is kind of important because you, you can also play around with the strategy then. You can box earlier, you can play with things. So I think, um, I think this year we might see qualifying slightly different than what we've seen in previous years I think people will turn it up a bit more we said it's 17 cars at the end of that race let's just look forward let's say you go out on a high and it's a win you look back there's 48 other drivers that haven't achieved that that is going to be one hell of an achievement for whoever comes forward and wins this race yeah and for us me and Ale especially there's no pressure we've not won the championship we know that Uh, we can finish second uh, be nice to be in between the Porsches because they know that 
they've got a quicker car than us it's obvious uh, so to be in between them you know it shows our strength um, and yeah like we, we've just got to think of it like that really just no pressure just try and win the big one that's that's all we want that's all I want more than anything uh, we all do so that is obviously the main goal it'd be like winning a world championship it's the same sort of thing what's in the bank for next year we're coming back for another world championship season it's back to a regular season what what can um, basically be fielded to, to deal with that Porsche challenge yeah I don't know I mean I don't know what the plan is for me in terms of what I'll be doing but but um, it would be I think we're going to start at a disadvantage for sure because we had two wet ra- <laughs> hello sunbird we had, we've had two we had a lot of wet races not a lot but enough to affect the BOP quite heavily <laughs> do you like that mate <laughs> <laughs> being barracked by sunbird here it's, it's <laughs> uh, where, where was I talk about next year yeah so I mean we're, we're it's not like Le Mans we go back to what we were at Spa which is nowhere in terms of performance so it's going to be difficult next year something that you know whether I want to do it I don't know I'd just like to see an equal playing field I've got with me Job Van Uta from G-Drive Racing this year he's he's here for the first time in in the LMP2 class at Le Mans and uh, it's fair to say you've had a really good season so far racing in the LMS and a bit of WC before you got here um, how have you found adapting to, to the Orica? Uh, the Orica is a great car so it's giving me a chance to adapt very quickly also G-Drive making a fantastic car for every race everywhere we go every test it always feels uh, comfortable uh, gives you confidence so adapting has been going very smoothly in that perspective but then you go to a Le Mans it's a completely different world it's uh, the speeds that you have here there is no track like Le Mans you can't compare it to anything so uh, but even here I felt felt good straight away of course it's it's not bad Norica here you've got back down as an, an Aorus 01 does that bring any any extra guests along with you what's the feeling in the team have you got like you know a bit of Russia behind you for this uh, for the Russian flag effort here yeah, we have we have got great support coming from Russia, from ours. They bring quite a lot of guests for the race itself, and they just love to see the development going with the the project because there's not there's no development going in the car. It's basically a rebranded Aurus, or a, it's a Aurus defined uh, developed by Orica, according to the book. Um, but they just like the whole being part of the endurance world it's uh, they're good good people it's fair to say that the LMS season so far has been been very kind to you what's it been like working with guys like Jean-Eric Mann and you've got Roman Rissanoff in your car as well two really high experienced guys to sort of help you get up to speed I just try to kick their ass <laughs> no it's been great they're really helpful because in the end it's a team result so they also know that it's not that they are. Uh, sometimes you can have a teammate who is like, "Oh, I don't want to help you because then you become too fast." And, and Jeff is old enough; he's proven himself, so he doesn't mind if I'm quicker than him or not. Um, he will. He's already bloody fast, and if you are able to match him, you're always in the right spot. We know what this team can do. Historically, they've always been a front runner. Last year, they obviously 
didn't get the win in the end after after some some post-race dramas but we know that on their day they'd like to be you know the best best prepared team on the grid are you, are you thinking about the win then on that basis I'm thinking about nothing else but winning so that's answering your question yeah it, it's a big big p2 field this year you gotta you gotta look at this and lap it up because this is probably one of the best fields you've ever been a part of right it's the biggest competition ever but in the end we just have to drive our own race and i think then after 24 hours you you race each other but you know even after an lms race after four hours the field is already a little bit uh, but you just don't want to get caught out with any mistakes which can then eventually cost you five minutes because then it's basically race over it's that close it's just about minimizing the mistakes and don't worry about what others are doing just worry about what yourself doing and make sure that you're make a flawless race of it give us a bit of a sense of just how much it means to you being a part of this race because it is a huge race and there aren't many people who get this opportunity to do what you're doing yeah you know as a kid i always dreamed to do le mans um when you were like eight years old watching the 24 hour on television like why you see the big names from holland going there at least for in Dutch common sense like Jeroen Blakemola I've been watching him for a very long time coming here Jan Lammers and then you were like wow it's it's quite cool I would like to do that race one day and then here I am 20 years old doing it for the first time and hopefully many more will follow after it for those of you listeners who aren't aware of Job's career this has come together remarkably quickly tell them a little bit about your journey to LMP2 and just how quickly you've managed to do that because it's quite remarkable um, so yeah, basically I started when I was 15 years old with racing. I didn't do any karting at all. I just jumped straight into Mazda MX-5 Cup. From Mazda MX-5 Cup, I went to Formula 4, which is a huge step. It's like 30 seconds a lap faster. Um, I finished second in the Italian Formula 4. And then I made the move from Formula 4 to LMP3 because I saw no opportunity for me to go to Formula 1. It's, uh, it wasn't my dream. My dream was to become a Le Mans winner. So I went to LMP3, won the LMS there and got the call one day before we won the championship from David Leach that they wanted to test me the day after in Portimao and yeah, that's basically how I ended up with G-Drive right now. It's fair to say it didn't take you very long to adapt to prototype racing because last year in LMP3 and LMS you were an absolute force Yeah, and it's already looking like that in P2. It looks like it comes so easy to you. Yeah, it's, it's, I just feel really comfortable for... Um, longer runs it's i can be very consistent on the yeah on for two hours i wasn't always that great for qualifying or i was good but never i didn't have the one two tens that you need in qualifying but i have the one two tens in two hours so that's fine fantastic well have a great week job you're welcome christian reed we're in the sunshine now after the the pouring rain a little earlier um great to have you back defending champion of the Le Mans 24 hours that's a nice few words to actually say but it's been an odd season what's your take on what the team and what you've been through over the last, last several months you know coming back uh, to Le Mans after I won it last year it's, it's quite a good feeling and, but also it's some pressure for everybody in the team for the, for the drivers and for the team as well but actually you know we showed last year we can do well and I think uh, competition is still, still good. You know, competition is, is very high in, in GDM. Um, 
at the end, the more is always the main thing is stay out of, of trouble, have a clean one, fuel and tires, and this is the way we like to do it as, uh, again. They're basically, in European global terms now, two what I would term super teams. They, of course, are with Ferrari, Dempsey Proton Racing, Proton Competition with Porsche. Four cars across lots of different competition. You're already clearly planning for the coming season of the WEC. We expect to see you back there too. What can you tell us about the plans moving forward for the team? Yeah, we like to come back to the WEC with two cars. Uh, we are doing the ELMS with two cars as well. So it's a similar program to last year and it's good for the team and it's, it's the, for me it's the right amount of, of championships and races we're doing like this. There's not, many down, there's not much downtime, there's not many weekends away from racing for, for you. Uh, actually, you know, with, with ELMS and WC it's quite, it's quite a big program but also uh, we do some karting in the family uh, which keeps us on the other weekends busy and yeah, uh, more or less it's from March to November um, spending all the time on the weekends and racetracks it's, it's a good thing now one of the features of your programs over the last couple of years and one of the delightful features of it is we've got to meet some of the new Porsche talent they're clearly getting their endurance stars earned with Proton competition in, in, in your international programs that's helped you to take things a step forward yeah you know this was uh, actually this was uh, after Patrick Dempsey stepped down from racing himself he still likes motorsport. He still likes to be involved in the program, and this was the the next point to, to bring young young talents uh, coming out of the, the Carrera Cup or the Super Cup. The next step to the endurance racing, and uh, it's going quite well. If you look at at Anlauer, Matt Campbell, Caroli, they're doing a really really amazing job, and I'm happy to be part of this program. Final question is: We're going to see Patrick. Patrick gets the Spirit of Le Mans uh, award this year. Do we describe team co-owner with you? Co principle how do we describe Patrick uh, no he's uh, a co-owner of the team uh, he's, he, as I told it's, it's, he really loves motorsport and the only point he's limited is on time of course. so that's, that's the main thing that he is not able to join us more but you know we are in contact during all the races from from already from from preparing the cars to end of the race um, he really loves the sport and really is a big part of it and for us as a team it's great to have a, a guy like him uh, in the team final question for me it is about the Le Mans 24 hours that's why we're all here but there is also the question of the WC championship it's been a topsy-turvy year uh, for all sorts of reasons mm -hmm. but remarkably you come back with is it three race wins on the bounce and yeah yeah and now back in title contention it could happen here yeah it's very theoretical but at, at the end um, I think we showed we had a great pace and the speed was there. We won uh, five races, five races out of seven. Um, even the last three races with Shanghai, Sebring, and Spa, you know, we showed it. The performance is there. The car is good. The team is perfect lined up, and everything is working well there. So now it comes down to other people's luck and yours too. Yeah, we have to see. Let's see whether or not you can make it to one of the pounds. Christian Reed, thank you very much indeed. You're welcome, thank you. Well, so the end of day two at the Passage, the scrutineering process for the 87th Le Mans 24 Hours, the end of the 2018-19 so-called super season of the FI World Endurance Championship. We're going to wrap up, uh, myself and Stephen Kilby, again with thanks to 
the Justice Brothers and to Cooper Tyres and of course with our sponsors for the uh, Today at Le Mans uh, Geneta Cars, like I said already, some exciting news coming from them at the end of this week. Uh, but Stephen Kilby, there's a myriad of interviews in the podcast today, 40 cars going through uh, the Place de la Republique in this pretty unique event. Lots of storylines emerging. Yeah, I think, you know, there's plenty to look forward to this week. I mean, a lot of people are talking up Friday, which is when we're going to hear a lot about the stuff that's coming in the years to come with the ACO press conference and everything that that's going to bring, but also this race. And I think we've had a lot of people maybe talking it down a little bit, but today I think we've heard people talking it up, and especially in the GTM class, in the pro class and in P2. All these guys seem to think that their class is going to be the best you know the best it's ever been and i think there's a really good case for that they're all strong there's been some fantastic um you know runs in the test day which has encouraged a lot of people and i think we're gonna see a really good race outside of p1 whether or not you know the toyotas do you know have the fight with the privateers it's a perfectly fair point certainly we've seen it spoke to a number of people in lmp2 united autosports going through today lots of the gto pro uh, cars going through today really interesting stuff from larry holt by the way about still there being potential uh, for us to see those four gts back out somewhere sometime uh, and gtm you know it is if you like the the, the the lowest of the classes in terms of the status it's given uh, but it's a class with real potential for some close racing through the 24 hours of le mans and particularly with mixed conditions expected yeah, I think the weather's going to be a big factor this week. Nobody seems to really have a, a firm grasp of what we're going to see, but I think it's pretty clear that we're going to get rain at some point, especially during these sessions before the race. And for a lot of the teams that are pretty new to the circuit or, or you know, new to their cars, they haven't really had a lot of dry running because you know, the test day for a lot of them was quite disrupted. So them going into a dry race after lots of work running in practice and qualifying could throw up some interesting surprises, couldn't it? It could indeed. And the, I guess the final word should go to the LMP1 class, written off by a lot of people before we came here this week. It's a Toyota's race to lose, they said. But then Toyota have actually made a bit of a career of losing this race down through the years. And it's very easy to forget that in the wake of the dominance that we've actually seen. Let's wait and see what the great race brings. We said it before, we will continue to say it again. The race decides who wins, not Toyota, not anybody else. Uh, whether or not that's going to come down to the weather gods, whether or not that's going to come down to um, reliability, an on-track incident or two, or whether Toyota will again produce the kind of crushing reliability and performance that rightly earned them the win at the Le Mans 24 hours last week. Lots more storylines to come tomorrow, Stephen, and you're going to grin when I say this, is technically a day off. Yeah, but it isn't really, though, is it? Not for us, certainly, in the press room. We've got plenty of stories to work on, haven't we? And uh, although there's no track action, we're pretty lucky that there isn't because we're going to spend all day tomorrow making sure that you listeners and readers have plenty of stuff to lap up before we get on track on Wednesday. Absolutely. We'll be bringing you another edition of the day at Le Mans uh, from the paddock at the Le Mans circuit. We'll be uh, setting up shop in the media room and in the TV compound for my duties later this week. Uh, tomorrow, that's our job. And that will be one of the days every single year where you look at your watch and all of a sudden it's 7pm and where did that day go? For now, and again with thanks to Cooper Tyres, with thanks to the Justice Brothers, with thanks to the good people at Genetic Cars, this has been the day at Le Mans. This is Le Mans. I'm Graham Goodwin. He was Stephen Kilby. We'll speak to you tomorrow. <laughs>